You are now listening to 2026 Cast. What is good, you all? We're back again with another 2026 Cast, and this is actually the last 2026 Cast from our East Coast tour. Today we have a big legend, big Louisville legend. We have Prince Terry. If you don't know who Prince Terry is, Prince Terry is living in New York right now, but is from Louisville, Kentucky. Nah, man, uh, big, big, big inspo for me personally. This is uh, Domini speaking. Uh, The first time I got to see Prince Terry in action, Prince Terry was DJing at a local bar in Louisville called Galaxy. And I, I don't know what was going on, man, but he was going off. And it just had me want to DJ myself. And I'm seeing this black man, and it was so inspiring to me. Just being somebody who, who wants to be free-spirited and wants to do what he wants to do, wants to wear what he wants to wear. See somebody be who they are and go hard with it. And uh, have an enjoyable time in a city that sometimes we discredit, you know, back at home. In Louisville, we kind of, you know, we, we can shit on our city sometimes, saying it's too small and saying people aren't uh, ready for cool things. And uh, this was somebody who brought that vibe that he's been having himself by just being able to go on countless tours since he was young. I mean, you'll hear him talk about how he was here in Louisville and then uh, essentially was making music here, was in bands and different things like that and kind of, and not even kind of, but outgrew the scene here and uh, got a chance to move to New York and do huge things and ended up playing in Sonico's band and ended up meeting Stevie Oki at really young age. He says him as they, he says Stevie Oki says that he's one of his oldest friends, Diplo and, and, and all those names who are just like massive right now. And Prince Terry was around those people at the beginning moments and, and still is around those people now and, and has relationships with those, with those people. And it's just really nuts that a kid from Louisville, Kentucky can go out to the big city and do big things. So without further ado, you are now listening to the 2026 cast. Bow. I love that. I'm glad I it's, it's been crazy because like so we're, this is my I'm 27 years old but this is my first tour with my homie me and Frank been knowing each other since freshman year high school first person put me on just like art in general and man it's like the stuff that has went wrong but it's been like good though like his brakes went down on his car my phone I had a, I've had an Android this is the first day that I've had an iPhone ever in life the first day yeah. yeah. Oh wow! First day out. First day out of prison. People been giving me hell, literally, for so damn long. So when the green tech, when the green bubble pops up. One time, a girl texted me. She was like, "You seriously have an an Android?" And I was like, "Damn." I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I definitely judge people when I see (laughs) when I see that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, is he in like yo? It was place where there's like bad service, or is that or is it actually an Android? So you know what it was. But they're better phone. I mean, they, I can't they, lie. Like they are. Like the camera, it's no, like no iPhones got the better. They got well now, no, because it's four K. Nah, it's always been like that, honestly. And I would love to agree really? with you, but like nah, all my tech friends, all my tech like techiest friends, are, genius people are, have iPhones, and I thought that I was one of those genius people. But to, it broke down. Me. I had a I said oh, yeah, Androids. 
And um, I had a Google Pixel, which was a great phone. Shout out to Google, even though they're not sponsoring this. But I don't know, man. It just gave me so many problems. And like I had been debating on getting an iPhone for the past two years. Had to pay a bunch of money at Verizon today, which wasn't fun. But everybody is getting a kick out of me FaceTiming them. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, it's about the lifestyle more than the actual functionality of the phone anyway when it comes to the to the iPhone. Frank put me on the notes today. Yeah. It's so notes. much easier. Oh, yeah. Like, the collectively notes where I can just, like, put everything that we're doing, like, scheduling out and, oh. like, ideas and you can even throw songs I didn't even think about that. There. We use like, Slack. I, I, no, I just send the notes. But notes it's like you can share. Right? Yeah, and you yeah. can put your music in there and it's so quick and it's just your... It's already in your phone and it's, like, really natural. Yeah, that's I got And I even used to take actually take my, like, school notes at, in university uh-huh. on the, like, iPad in the notes. Oh, like with right. the iPad pencil or whatever. Yeah. And that should look really good. Like, because nice. you can like switch the colors and shit. You can like move stuff around and stuff. Yeah, it's fire. Frank's a whole Apple commercial. <laughs> I low key could really put an Apple on. Unless, <laughs> but it, but they also, all my Apple products are like falling apart and they're not even that old. So, man. Well, Apple, what's popping? Yeah. Can Where Apple help you not drop your phone? I didn't drop it. A girl dropped it. Oh. I handed it to a girl yeah. uh, to get, to get, like, what was that like the first day you had it? Like seven days in. Oh, how man. depressing is that? Like I literally just Golly. bought it, and then but it like, looks like a case though, so it's, it's it it's looks fire. hard. It I looks like fine. It. it doesn't even look like it's cracked. Only reason I know it's cracked is because it's, it's you cracked. posted a photo of it, and yeah, somebody yeah, was like, it. somebody commented like, "Damn, already." Yeah. <laughs> 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 and I was like, okay, "Damn, already." <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, that's what really. It's the vibes. Uh, cracked phones. I don't know. And I'm like right now, I've been scanning like a bunch of iPhones, like old broken iPhones, and it's fun to put them on. Put them on merch. It's so like, sick. On our clothes, we actually have iPhones that are broken on the clothes. So like past awesome. iPhones of mine are like, sick. and like now I like I put up a status to like ask more people for their old iPhones, so uh-huh. I can just like get a collection of these images of like nice. recent but broken uh, yeah. tech that I think it should be funny or like it can create cool elements to build like a whole graphical thing. That's like yeah. very contemporary. That's our whole thing though. It's just like. Like, 2026 is just, like, our literal lifestyle. So, making sweatpants, putting broken iPhones on T-shirts, like, <laughs> that's silly. It. But, um, people, what's popping? It's, uh, ten, I don't know what episode this it's is. It's episode 10. It's episode 10, the fifth episode on the road. We have, like I said, a Louisville legend. Prince Terrence. Prince Terrence. Now, you don't remember this, but I was bartending at a bar that you did in Louisville. And Frank had already knew about you. And, uh... I think it, it was Sneed or not Sam Sneed, shout out Sam Sneed. He was uh, DJing and you just got on. Well, they were actually roommates. Oh, point. word, word. Yeah. In New York, right? Sneed's like my... We're in Louisville. Yeah. Sneed's like, he's, he's, like a ment- he's like a mentor. I always call him about like how I should like price shit. Yeah. But um, you, you went up there and Louisville, like as far as like the nightlife, and I'll say this because I contribute to it now, but like it was just like, it's just they play trash music. Yeah. And you went up there and you went open format. You went from Jackson 5 to like early 2000s hip hop and just everywhere and I was like I was fucking mesmerized first off <laughs> you being a black man I was like yo like this is sick and it all it damn near inspired me to do to want to be a DJ because I was like oh like you can't go crazy and yeah. just do whatever and you just had the crowd like you were just like tuned into the crowd and just like you know not necessarily like playing exactly what they wanted but giving them what they wanted and also playing what you liked as What's, well. what was this? Galaxy and I think you just oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so like that, I, I always tell Frank, I was like, man, like 
I've been wanting to meet you because I was like that. It was just such a sick <laughs> experience because you just went ham. Because like Galaxy, like, I, and I used to work there, and they just get like kind of the DJs that I wouldn't be the biggest fans of. I'm not gonna hate on them or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And Sneed does a pretty solid job, but like you went up there and just like killed it, and I was like, yo, he was mesmerized. <laughs> I'm trying to be like that, like seriously, and nice. like, and I mean, so I've been DJing. I've been messing with, we've been DJing for like two years, I guess, officially, officially you know, yeah. always kind of pulling up with the ox and stuff like that, but yeah. uh, I've, I've been messing around on like, you know, Max and stuff since I was like 16, Frank put me on or whatnot, so yeah, I, I, I had Thanks, to give man. you that love, like a fellow <laughs> brother from Louisville, like you really put me on just like knowing that I could go in there and just like rip it up however I wanted to. So, well, that's, yeah. the, that's the main thing about like, kind of like where I, at least with DJing, how I approach it is like, there's so much good music in in the world why would you why on earth would you just play one yeah john like, yo i'm a and you know that, I'm a like this dj yeah i mean like, i understand that, like, disco. Uh, like I, I, I feel i feel like at a certain cool for, at like, a certain place on. yeah like at a certain there's a time and a place for it at a certain mm-hmm. place but when you look out and you see like a diverse group of people yeah. you know that they're not all there to hear one type of music exactly and then, and then if you can like my approach has always been and i think this is like kind of the reason I get booked so much in New York at the types of places I get booked at is that I try to play something for everybody in the room yeah. so that everybody's having fun. Because I don't want, like, if there's an old lady in the corner, I want her to be able to, I want her to come up to me and be like, thanks for playing play something some Frank for Sinatra's me. Sinatra's for sure. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> but like, New York, like, so, yeah, so it's like, I like to make sure everybody's having fun. Respect. Like, I'm not trying to get up there and be like, I'm cool, you're going to listen to, like, that I'm going to put you on to something. I'm, yeah. I'm going to play songs that you want to that you want to hear and just have like, fun too and yeah. that's that was the biggest thing i realized about what you were doing i was like i'm actually having fun listening to a dj this is no diss to little djs but like i've even said it as far as like the nightlife there because like us traveling and stuff like that we want to bring something back home and just put people on to something new and yeah. when you did that like you put me on i was like word and also the same thing i'm the same way uh, i was djing at the moxie hotel back at home it's like mm-hmm. brand new and uh like this group of older black people came in and I played that uh what's that? It's Billy the Dog? The I think like Atomic Dog. Atomic Dog yeah. and they went off and it was yeah, like, it's like you, you know so Yeah, exactly. Like you know, like if you like if you can if once you're at a certain point, like yeah, you can just play whatever you want and people and like but people are there to see you perform that mm-hmm. set. But as if you're just pulling up and they don't know they don't know you from a can of paint, then like you gotta you gotta win them over. You really do. And like, you know, you want them to you want them to have fun. Like you like the same way that you would go somewhere, you wanna you wanna be entertained. Well so. and I, and that's why I wanted to start DJing. I've always made music and then uh And like you were kinda scared as a rapper or singer or whatever you wanna go by now. I, I just uh, say creative at this creative, point. Yeah. I mess with graphic design. I mean like it's just like I was we we want I was it was one point I was like Frankie we got to do official parties because he was having sent stuff at his uh the church Mm -hmm. it was Caribbean and uh people were just always having fun with this I was like bro we got to just it was like my New Year's resolution I was like Frank let's do it so we you know Stanislav his brother yeah I was like yo Stan I was like how long you think it take me for controller to figure out he said bro probably a few hours I was like all right word and so my buddy actually shout out Will Roberts. He actually let me use his controller for like 
Damn, a year. Yeah, it was all year. And we just like we start. We was at side and finds like <laughs> every other Friday or so, just like packing it out. But also just like learning how to really DJ and just like get people in the stuff and being like, okay, if I play Nickelback, being ironic, I have to come back with a bang. Oh yeah, you feel me? Yeah, like because like that's the formula. Because yeah. one time I did it and it, I just kept playing it, just like the crowd died. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, they're like, kill it, kill it. But like jokes, you know, jokes over it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, th- that's exactly how it is. Like you want to, you want, you don't want to be too serious because everybody. You, first of all, you're playing to a room full of drunk people. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you want that reaction. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like, oh shit. Like, yeah. Want, and, and also like memory triggering in a way. Yeah, exactly. Like bring back the nostalgia and like just fuck with fuck them up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like you have the control to like make them sad as fuck yeah you have the control yeah. to make them happy as fuck you know where to, you can take them back to certain mm-hmm. points of their life like and that's what that's the most powerful thing about it and like there's a definitely definitely an element of like psychology involved in, in dj Hell, you know? yeah. so i want to take it back <laughs> to uh, speaking of memory lane <laughs> nah, nah. uh to your how you got from uh your musical journey from louisville to uh new york like how you ended up Making the transition from like, yeah, well, musician or high schooler to where yeah. you got to now, on like a little bit. Of, uh, it's like if there's a, it's kind of a long story. Short notes or yeah, I can give you the. It's not that long actually, but so you were in bands like some like yeah, I grew up playing in like or? hardcore hardcore bands mostly. Um, played drums from the age of like. Were you playing at like the Brick House back then? Like we that? played at Brick House. Um, we played. And that was the Barstown Road location, right? The one that was yeah. like at Buff- where Buffalo Wild Wings was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the first show that we ever played was like at this spot called Permizzi Pizza, where which was across the street from the Brown Hotel. Oh, where over there and uh, what's that called? Sobro so now. What? So, so South Broadway. Oh, okay, I was gonna say Broadway. <laughs> Broadway, <laughs> but it was called something Square though. Oh. There was like, a oh, theater square. Theater square, yeah. Oh, that's right. what it was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I went to shows. Like, I was uh, going to, like, the Fugazi shows, the Vail shows. Like, uh, Endpoint was kind of a little bit before my time in, like, the hardcore scene. Yeah. But, like, By the Grace of God was out. Um, Guilt was out. Ink and Dagger, which was, like, kind of from there. But I also, I worked at Initial Records, which was, like, the hardcore label in Louisville. So we put out, like, Bands like the Enkindles, um, shit, like, later on, like, Boy Sets Fire, Ink and Dagger. Word. And we did Crazy Fest, which was, like, one of the oh, first. Oh, yeah, yeah, One of the first, like, hardcore. Back. Yeah, a few years ago. It was one of the first hardcore festivals, and it was crazy to be involved with that, because that was, like, you know, as a drummer, my main thing, like, my main thing that I can contribute, and this kind of ties in with DJing, is like being able to like sit in the back and see how people Mm -hmm. respond Mm -hmm. to everything. So like just seeing that festival be put together, it was like, you know, back then, in retrospect, the bands weren't huge. Yeah. But but we were like packing the venues. Like it was like an outdoor festival, you know, and it was hardcore bands that were super underground. It's always been crazy. I mean, yeah, I have the white glove test book. I don't know if you've seen that yet or got, it's like the Louisville punk flyers from like 70 to like 93 or something. Oh, wow. And and it's like, they didn't exhibit at KMAC and my dad's in a few of the flyers uh, or like a part of a lot of the like earlier stuff. Sick. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of those names that you just like 
said like i've seen some of them in this book but like i'm yeah. not like totally familiar to their music just yeah i mean it, it's a very because it's fleeting yeah it's a way. very like like it's a very specific time Niche. yeah it's a very specific time of like music in general like all of the like you know there was all these like pockets of hardcore scenes and those were like kind of the first like punk rock is like kind of like if you look at raves now like it's the same or like yeah. raves or you can say rap shows it's like that same energy of like uh, yeah. defiance and uh, like kind of yeah. like anarchy and teenagers just i mean like, look at like fun. tyler the creator when he came out yeah exactly I mean, that was a direct and our, like, and our first shows were actually like punk hardcore i only played hard i didn't necessarily make i didn't make hardcore music at all yeah but i would have i had like a song like called dear mr white man uh-huh. just about like not getting drunk you know just yeah. like on some like angsty teenager shit yeah. i mean i had a actually was pretty like angsty as a teenager and wrote about that. Yeah. So I mean, we always, I'd always be the only rapper there. Yeah. And we'd be moshing with them and everything. So I do relate to that because I remember, and I always tell my like my little brother because he's like he's he's eighteen mm-hmm. and he's getting more. He's like, yeah, Dominic, we've been going to these hardcore shows. He's taking photos and just doing cool shit with his homie. And I was like, I was like, yeah, that's, me and Frank used to do it all the time. Yeah. Like really put together a hardcore fest in the well, south in a little. Yeah, it's all mega rad fest. <laughs> Somebody's backyard. They got yeah. shut down, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's and dope. I was actually DJing. Like I stole Stan's controller and DJed there because like, I, like Stan would never let me like actually use it. But I think he was conveniently out of town. <laughs> and I like that's okay. funny. That's um, why he be locked his door now. Look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, like, so the that that whole the hardcore scene is what it really spoke to me because it made me I you know I'm a black dude who's a musician into like heavier music, uh you know if people hear me on the phone you don't sound black or whatever yeah, they don't say that I, but, you know I you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah, you know I, I know exactly what you're talking about and um you know I've always been that guy and I was you know I just traveled a different road I pl- I grew up playing sports so like another thing that like still kind of stays with me is like I played football and baseball from the time I was six until my senior year of high school so like in high school I was I would sit at all the lunch tables like I was I could hang out with the jocks I could obviously hang out with the skaters because I skated could hang out with the musicians I was in marching band at the same time that I was playing football that's insane yeah, yeah. so like I, I was, was gonna ask if you were in a band yeah I was, so I was in half time you like yeah so at half time I would literally take off my shoulder pads Serious? and strap on the sna- uh, snare drum and I was like lead snare so I'll march our own halftime show that's crazy yeah that's crazy and this is like not to like show how how insanely old I am but like this was before like kind of like internet yeah yeah. so there's not really like that much documentation of it so there's like like 1988 (laughs) yeah no not that long but you know know, uh 95 which we still remember when the internet like this this is a new like having a phone like him oh yeah learning coding at six years old yeah yeah is yeah it it blows my mind like these kids are gonna be crazy what's really weird about like that is like like i had a weird upbringing when i actually like since my dad had a video game company was actually learning like all that stuff like actively because oh, like yeah. the computers were so simple yeah that like, like very that, user-friendly. that it was user friendly and yeah. you were doing like coding you were like entering everything and like well even myspace people were coding out their whole yeah like, the HTML so, like, like, my, my, used to crash people's computers <laughs> yeah <laughs> The simplicity of all that actually like allowed for me being like a four year old like and like knowing how to do this shit and like pushed my fluency 
like way faster in like yeah. computers. But you were probably like ahead, more ahead than the, than the technology. Yeah, was. I mean, I was teaching like every teacher in school up yeah. until like from like preschool to like yeah. my senior year. Because it's hard to computers. like, it's hard to even like when there's something that doesn't exist. Like it's hard to even explain it to someone yeah. who didn't grow up with it. That's why it's funny. Like for my son, like he's got all of it. He's got endless access yeah. to everything and like for me i had to either like seek it out or be taught these yeah. things like man he don't know about the getting off the phone to get to get on the internet or you know vice versa oh, yeah. man like touch screens were a whole oh he oh. tries to zoom in on books like <laughs> 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 i would die he's like the words are too small wait <laughs> i can't see this point 12 yo <laughs> can i change hilarious. this fonts <laughs> Can I do like, reader yeah, view? all the time, oh, man. Like, you're trying to zoom in on stuff. That's that's nuts. And um, but yeah. yeah, so so to go back, like the hardcore scene was kind of like the most important like thing that I was ever involved in. Yeah. What up, Angel? I can't do it right now. I'm recording. Maybe in a little bit. Shout, uh, out to, shout out to Angel. What? Oh, nothing. I'm sorry. We're just oh, talking. We, we shout you out on the podcast. We sh- we gave you a shout out. What? We said, "Hey, it's Angel over here." Just say, "Hey." Uh, Alright. <laughs> okay. So um. So yeah. So the hardcore scene. So then, like, you know, you you have. It's kind of like an extension of high school. Angel, can you shut the door, please? It's, a, it's an extension of high school, kind of, but the, except for the differences. Like you, and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, you, then you're like around all these people that have, that you actually like have shit in common with yeah. and like a common interest, which is like music and art and just like being weird and being able to like jump around and like nobody judging you. And so, it's just like, you know. And for me, that was being on Barstown Road. I was one of those shitty Barstown Road. Yeah, guys. it's like, it's like, that was the thing. Like you ride, yeah. you, you're down, you drive down Barstown Road yelling all at people day, or you're yeah. just like that was the kind of shit that like all day, I live for yeah. like that was a that was and now I drive down Barstown Road and I'm like I try to explain to my wife I'm like yo this, this used to be like yeah yes, it was like, this was like not, yeah right. like you would just I remember like my first like concert that, uh it, well b- before hardcore like my first like rock show was like Primus and the Meat Puppets oh yeah and like the show was at the Louisville Gardens, so like we had to drive down Barstown Road, and that That's was crazy. that was the first time like my like Brad, my friend, my best friend Brad, like he plays in that band in the Bronx now, but he um it was me and him. I think it was his birthday or something, and I just remember there was like all this like prep for us experiencing Barstown Road for the first time, and it was kind of like whoa mohawks like, yeah like yeah I, you just like like i'm and i was in physical, i don't know i was in like if you've seen I wasn't this in middle school episode but where you like where james franco like decides to go at be a punk for like a, a day oh yeah and he goes like he like puts eggshells in his hair oh wow um it's a, just because it, it was just hilarious yeah but, um, it's crazy with the barstown road thing it was almost like a fraternity i remember like a few years ago, I was dating a girl, and I had already knew her friend because we were just in this huge group of just Barstown Road kids. Mm-hmm. And we just, like, we talked about it for a minute, and we were just like, you remember when we used to go to Barstown Road and just be there 
I'm talking. I, I was coming from showers too. Yeah. So I'm going all the way down the Eastern Parkway just to go hang out with these kids. Yeah. And just like there was, I mean, because you're not 21, so you can't go to bars. Yeah. We just hang out in front of Keto, but like getting chips and queso because you can get re- you can get the refills oh, and yeah. chips or whatnot. Also, you could get free chips and queso if you just have a receipt for the longest time. If you oh, word. Previous receipt, you'd always like fill out a uh, survey and you'd get free chips and queso. So like every receipt, you could get free chips. <laughs> So we, yeah, we definitely Bardstown ate a lot of free chips in queso. When did Bardstown Road kind of like die out? Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, think it was. I feel like when Netflix happened, people were like, oh, "I don't really." Need, they have <laughs> no, like entertainment. It still really has like a current because like Jack Harlow and all them, they're twenty one and they have a whole different. But they the Highlands though. That is not. But that's. But like I think there still is like a. Yeah, man. So <laughs> you know how it is, like. Uh, just being like kind of an outcast and then like. Just going through that, especially during that time of that that time of your life, it's like it's weird to it's weird to imagine not having that experience. You Man, know? it was so important for me because I really had it to the max right after I graduated. So we, we ended up I, I met him at Manual. So Manual was a liberal arts school. Yeah, yeah. So that me being I actually young, went to Mail for a year. Oh, like, where are rivals? Hey, you did way more for the rivalry than I did. I did nothing in high school, but um. It's just like I remember going to Manual and just being a young black kid there, and I'm gonna tell my mom, I was like, "Mom, there's too many white people here. I don't want to be here." And yeah. we had all other ethnicities, but like for the main time, I was like, and me, I, I always was in the advanced program anyway. Yeah. So I was always with white kids. Were you so, there for like the magnet program? Every there's there there only magnets, but yes. Yeah. So oh, but I there's, was, there's I like was, the act, the art, the theater. I, I was in none of that. I was yeah. high school university. That was Which like is the basically you could school. choose whatever you want. Frank was in the genius, the MST, Master Mass Technology, Technology Program. You went to Maine? Yeah. Oh. That's where we met. We, 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 so our last name was Dumpstorf Dillard. We were in the same home room. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we met literally like the first day of school. Right. But, um, so I went, I got a chance to go to Manual, and you almost get like, you know, Louisville, it's like, in New York, you're forced to be around somebody who does not look like you all the time. Yeah. Louisville, you can stay in your neighborhood, and especially being in the J-Town or Shadley yeah. or something like that, uh-huh. like, you can stay in those, like, sections of Louisville and never see anybody else, or just, like, you know. And so, Manuel forced me to be around having Muslim friends, Asian friends, white friends. Right. I was like, man, I never got to go to a bar mitzvah. Like, because <laughs> he went to, like, Mazik, which is kind I, of I, actually, I never got to go to one either. I was never invited. Uh, plus, mm-hmm. like, a lot of times... Uh, my parents would never like, drive me anywhere. Oh, like, this is like all the way out in the east. Yeah, because so like cause since I'm being from a downtown kid, like every all the kids like were from like elsewhere. Yeah, and I was like definitely left out of a lot of stuff because <laughs> I was just like, but that made me like force me to have friends in my neighborhood and yeah. be like yeah way more diverse than any of those kids like would ever be. It's weird because like I'm I'm old enough now to be able to look back at my life and think like, like I I firmly believe that like those tiny steps that you make along the way contribute heavy, heavily to where you're going to end up. Butterfly effect. Yeah. And like, I always wonder like, what if I, like my, what my senior year, what if I stuck with sports and didn't take the music route? Like, yeah. what if I, you know, where would I be right now? Probably working at UPS or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? You work at UPS. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's crazy. I always think about if I didn't go to Maine, if I didn't meet him. Yeah. Because I was always a weird kid. I remember listening to Madonna and Gwen Stefani because my mama liked that shit like that. Yeah. My pops was like Outkast, Tupac, Michael Jackson, stuff like that. And then my cousin put me on the like rock music and different stuff like that. And then just like playing guitar here growing up. Yeah. But it's just like, I was like, man, what if I didn't go to Maine? Right. I'd probably be, I don't know what I would, I feel like I would have dropped out of school. But it's interesting because like, you know, 
you didn't go to Manual, but then somehow your little brother who went to Iroquois, but like he has your influence. It yeah, he had a didn't go to Manual. So he, he so went to Iroquois, which is like complete opposite Iroquois. of like Manual. But it, but then he has me. So yeah. then he's wearing like I mean he was like wearing pink socks, and they were like, "Oh, you're you're gay." And stuff. Yeah. I was like, or he was into a woman artist, and I was like, "Bro." Well, that's that's the, that was the thing is like now, like back then I was, I was getting called gay for like wearing tight pants, but now like, that's what you do now. Is you're a rapper. Man, isn't that like, crazy? <laughs> we wear loose. I've been wearing looser pants. Now. Well, yeah, exactly. I started doing that. I was like, man, I can't wear a leather jacket anymore. Like, I'm just like, because <laughs> you don't want to mix in. I'm the yeah. same way. Like yeah. for, the, for the longest, I started just like dressing hella regular. And yeah. more recently, like I had my hair dyed for a minute and I'll paint my nails. I ain't got shit on me right now because we've been on the road. But um, just like doing those stuff to just be like, yo, I am different. But at the same yeah. time, not putting it in front of people's face or whatever. It's like, oh, you're like some face. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, I'm genuinely into just like, yeah. and we're kids of Tumblr. Right. So it's a whole different world of just like, you know, being on there and being emo as fuck, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I ain't right that many emo. I was emo on there for a little bit. Yeah. You know, so now and then a girl break my heart or something. I'd be like, yo. But yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. So to get back to like where that took me, like mm-hmm. that. I kind of just like stuck with like making music and like my band like Christensen. I was in a band with like all my best friends. We toured like we didn't have shit. At like, like right at eighteen, the... nineteen, you guys just like well, we were touring. Up. We started touring in high school, so every weekend I was booking shows. There was this website called BYOFL, Book Your Own Fucking Life, which had which was like wow. had promoters in every city for you to book like DIY shows, and so we would do like Ohio on the Wish weekend. We still had that. Yeah, we do like Ohio. Like Cincinnati, Columbus, Dayton, we would do like, you know, Indiana, wherever. Just like Midwest on the weekend, shit. yeah, on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So like, is that we would like do, when does we that get website our school, still exist at all? I haven't looked, but it, I. I'm I feel like I feel like there'd be a fire just like investment to bring yeah. it back on some. Yeah, it would be dope. Cause OG like shit. you could just you would just hit up somebody randomly, see who they've booked, and been, you hit them, and they're like. You know, they actually answered the email because yeah. I mean, if it was it, like forum format or anything like that, yeah, it wasn't over, it wasn't that like oversaturated thing that it is yeah. now. So it was like you get it. You email was new then, kind yeah. of. You know what I mean? What got so, you? What got you started making music? Um, well, drumming. I always, I always, I, I really don't know what it was. But if I look at photos of me as a three year old, I have a guitar in my hand, or I have like headphone headphones on and a walkman or i have drumsticks in my hand or a saxophone I, I don't know if that has anything to do with it but i feel like just like it's almost just, like you know it was like it was like predetermined like that's why i'm yeah that's it was just like i, I, this, I feel the same music. way about music just because like i mean my dad was always yeah. a musician but like right from birth we yeah. were recording songs like yeah like there wasn't was like i can't say for sure that there was one thing i mean there was like the thing that made me get into drums was like my mom used to drag me to church on Sundays and I would just like, st- the drummer was dope. And I was about to ask you that. Yeah, yeah but like if you yeah. look at, if you look at uh, church drummers oh, and the man. way that it is, it's like, Because you gotta that like, was bring like, the soul out of people with those. Yeah, because it's actually like, that That goes along with like seeing how the people respond to the certain, to, to the elements that you're throwing out there and like seeing the way people respond to the drums. In retrospect, I'm like, yo, he was just playing punk beats the whole time. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy because like uh, I so my mom she's a reverend and then like I just I just grew up in church my whole life 
And um, I remember just like I used to record the audio for church, and we'd have songs going for like ten minutes. But it was that oh, yeah. if the organ player was going in, and there yeah. was a drummer just like going crazy, and then my pastor could sing too. Oh man, yeah, it's a rap. Like, cause and that that you know that's like in in Kentucky at a church like that is most of it is not that <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I would go there and just look forward to that. Like the music would always that's one crazy. moment, and then the rest of the time I'm like, please get me out of here. Man, <laughs> I told I told my mama too. I was like, yo, when I get of age, I was like, I'm not going to church anymore. Yeah, like she why? knows the deal. She's <laughs> yeah. a reverend. I'm like, yo, you know the deal. Right. So when did you move to New York? So I so basically, so my band was touring. Like I was in all like we toured. Like we started out doing the high like in high school. We we're doing the weekends. We graduated from high school. Then we like got a booking agent. We got on some big tours like big festivals with bigger bigger hardcore bands like we toured with Glassjaw we toured with like Hot Water Music like a lot of bands that are big in the underground scene mm-hmm. but like if you know them you're like oh shit so they have their fan bases yeah like you know like like, eight, how, eight, how, like approximately like how many people were in the crowd at these shows like House of Blues type venues so, so like, like 2,000 eight, to 12, yeah, 1,200 like anywhere from like 8,000 I mean 800 sorry 800 to like 2,000 to like yeah so it was big. It was big. It was like kind of a big deal f- to be doing that at that time because, like, in the underground, they were there was a handful of bands that were that were like super influential. And if you were, it was it's one of those things. Like, if you were there, then you you knew yeah, it. Yeah. And I met a lot of people. Like, I met Steve Aoki through this whole thing. Like, he, he used to be in a band called This Machine Kills, and we actually played in I think it was like either Santa Cruz or Santa Ana, California, at a house show. At like, was it his house? It wasn't his house, but we, like we played, they played, and then they were like, and then we ended up sleeping on the floor of the sweaty ass house show that we played. Like it was that kind of vibe. Yeah, you know? we know. And like, so me and we literally so, slept yeah. on a frat house floor like a day ago. Yeah, so, so me and Steve like we kept in touch, and he went on to do what he what he's doing now. And I actually like played drums for him. Did you know that he was like the Benny Hanna's? I well, he was called yeah he was like that not at that point no not at that point his band was very like low well his band was super ultra like punk like they were like crust punk almost yeah oh word yeah like they were like like that kind of band like they were they were like a their whole thing was like anti-fascist like so they were like an activist band like yeah which was dope and i was like yeah so like um it was very like screamy like heavy like angsty music which is not, you know, it's not, when you think about it, it's not different from what he's doing now when you, when you really, yeah. really think about it. Um, so, yeah, so years later, like, I'm playing drums for him on Jimmy Fallon, and, like, anytime he does a TV performance, I play drums for him live. Seriously? Yeah. yeah so that's it's so, dude, that's, it just. But, like, the craziest thing is not connected. Like, a music director, this dude, Alex, from the band Holy Ghost. Oh, so it's not Steve Aoki asking you? No, but like when he found out I was in the band, he's like, "What? Yo, that's hilarious!" <laughs> yeah, like he showed up to rehearsal and was like, "You're my drummer." He's like, "Oh shit!" I, yeah. And then he was like, "Yo, I've known Terry longer than I've known most people that I know." Yeah, they're like still around. Like we're going on like, yo, we've known each other for twenty five years or some shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like we were kids. Like, um, but just, to rewind a little bit, so after touring with. My band Christensen, I met a lot of people on the road. And one of those people, like, I, we uh, we lived on Grinstead. Mm-hmm. And, like, when the Brick House was happening. Yeah. 
So like this this band called Recover used to play there. I used to go to, I had a motorcycle back then. So oh, I would fuck. be like, cool oh, guy, man, roll up to the hardcore show. Bro, Throw down on some drumsticks and then yeah. you leave. And but you I would also them. go to the shows to see who's playing. And like, so I, I ran into this band Recover and I really liked them. And I worked at Initial Records, so I also knew like we just had the distribution yep. side. Well, okay. we were we were the distribution. Yeah. So I I knew every band. Was Ear Ecstasy around yet? Yeah, Ear Ecstasy was around. Throwback. Because they I mean, yeah. they were bringing R. in R. a lot of shows. Yeah. At the time too. So I met those guys and then fast forward we toured with Recover. Uh, which is like Dan Key's band. Um, they're from Austin. And then like fast forward a little bit. I'm oh so the first here's like the wildest thing about this whole story is that when I met Dan, who's a singer from Recover, I'm outside Brickhouse, and he's looking at me like, I met you somewhere before, and I'm like, definitely you haven't because I'm. He's like, are you from Austin? Yeah. And I'm like, no. He's like, I know you from somewhere. And Dan's like, he's kind of a weird dude. Like, he's kind of, like, on some, like, permanent stoner type. Like, like, just super chill. Like, just kind of, like. And you're like, bro, you don't know me. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, you don't know me, but, like, let's be friends. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, weird. So then, so then we, like, kept in touch. They took us on tour. That was the first time I ever met him, even though he insists that he met me before. (laughs) Which will make sense later. So, like. After Christensen, we tour and shit, and then, like, there comes a time when we're all kind of like, this is our, basically, like, was our first band. Like, we, yeah. the only band we'd ever been in. And my best friend Brad was in the band. So, he, like, I, I'd known him since first grade. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, and we learned our instruments together. So we had always played together. But I was like, man, I gotta, like... Break off. I was just kind of, like, outgrowing Louisville, you know? I felt like... I needed to go somewhere else, and I like really felt like New York was the spot. But I didn't really have any any way of getting there. So like later, Dan Keys starts this band called Young Love, and they just signed to Island Def Jam. And like he's getting like this was back, this was in like two thousand five or six, and this was like the time when. I, call, I like to call it like the last lap of like major labels like, kind mm-hmm. of thing. like yeah they were the signing hit before yeah the yeah before all that shit and like uh, they were still selling songs on yeah well, it was like the dance punk mo- movement was huge it was like you know the rapture L- yeah yeah yeah's lcd sound system mm-hmm. vice magazine the brooklyn band. the brooklyn yeah like a surgeon yeah surgeon american surgeons. apparel like yeah. all of that shit it was like a point in time so like all the major labels are signing bands that sound like that the killers the bravery like mm-hmm. All these dance punk bands um, that were like dancey versions of rock and roll music. Um, so, Young Love, which is Dan Keys, he got signed to Island Def Jam. So, like, he's like hanging out with Jay Z in Miami and, like, you know, like the yeah. whole thing. Like, and I'm like, damn, this is a whole other world. Oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm still like sleeping still. on floors, yeah. touring, like, playing shows, like, sleeping on floors, driving. Like, we had an RV, like, not struggling but it was kind of like it wasn't comfortable but it was fun but it was it wasn't like a lucrative thing it was more like just vacation with my friends and playing shows and like like that's exactly what we're doing right now yeah but it was like we're still building though it was like in in my head i was like man like i wanted it would be cool to do something where i can like play music 
and like make money, but that's never happened. <laughs> yeah. So like, so fast forward, Dan sends me his songs. He's like, and I'm like, yo, these are sick. Like they're like they kind of sound like he has a really pretty voice. So he sounds kind of like Justin Timberlake singing. It's like it sounded like if Justin Timberlake was singing for Block Party. Damn. And that was like the that was that spoke to me at that moment because I was like a huge Block Party fan, and that was. You know, that that was that time when that yeah. music was happening. Um, so he was like, yo, do you want to play drums? And I was like, sure. Like, how, though? Like, I'm in Louisville. He's like, well, you moved to New York. And I was like, what? And I was like, wait. I mean, so, like, leave my band that I'm in now. I'm like, my best friend, like, my mom. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You just like, went for it. Yeah, so I went for it. And, like... It was crazy. So, so like then, uh, like you know, I had I had like a girlfriend, that I, like a bunch of like everything that kind of fell apart, but didn't. Well, it was kind of like I was outgrowing everything. Like I was going like, and Louisville at that time was also kind of like not doing it for me. Like there weren't even like nobody was DJing, and I, it was more like I wanted to be where the action was more. Yeah. And like when I was growing up in Louis like earlier in Louisville, there was that action. Yeah. And it felt, it, like, I felt like it was Yeah, there was like that moment where there was like the inspiration just wasn't there. Like so I needed I just needed a change of scenery. So I moved to New York to be to play drums for Young Love. And it's crazy because that was the first time I got paid for music. And I was like, well I I, I got my check. I was like this is from playing the drums. Like, Having fun. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, this is like, uh, now I'm like a, a professional musician? Yeah. Like, is yeah. this what's happening? And like, so they they actually like paid for me, Island Def Jam paid for me to move. Oh, you got like relocation fees and everything. Yeah, they paid my rent for like a year. What? And they like paid me for, re- all rehearsals were paid, all shows, like, it was like a weekly, it was a job. How old are you at this time? I was 20, 22, 23. Your mind was blown. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, yo, because, you know, a few months ago, I was sleeping on floors, like playing shows. Like at that time, it was like sometimes there would be when we weren't playing, when we weren't on tour with a bigger band, like, mm-hmm. there was like we were struggling, you know, yeah. and it was like that. Um, so there were so to get those checks were like, yo, like I'm getting paid to play music. Like you're not just you to go back groceries later. Like, yeah, you know, and like, like <laughs> but like the way the the way that I pulled up to New York, I had a tiny suitcase that was like, <laughs> this is like the saddest, like most bittersweet moment yeah. of the story is like this tiny suitcase that had like a couple of my favorite, like two pairs of pants and like a hoodie and like some t-shirts, nothing crazy because I didn't really even have anything like that. And I had my suitcase, a rolling suitcase, my cymbal bag with my snare drum in it, and my dog, which she's over there, Isabel. Damn. Wow. Yeah. So like, and then the fucked up thing is, so they got me the place. I found a, an apartment with my friend, but it was just a room. I didn't mm-hmm. have furniture. Yeah. So I slept on the floor and used my clothes as like, I didn't even yeah. have a fucking blanket. Yeah. So like the mer- the worst part was like that time before I got the first check. Yeah. So like I'm basically How long was like that like. A month, or uh, it wasn't. I would say like three weeks, three or four weeks, but you know that that period between like when I got dropped off, I'm like, yo, like what, like I'll never forget. Like, 
I feel like it was when like well is my dog Isabel like she she would like I would lay on her as a pillow man <laughs> and then like I had like this hoodie as like a blanket like I didn't have anything what and part? people talk about like how they moved to New York with nothing like I had nothing you literally and had so I'm in an empty the clothes room. on your back yeah and I'm in an empty room using my clothes as blankets and my dog as a pillow damn and like and then I got the first check and I was like all right this is dope and then like and then things just kind of like picked up from there um and like young love toured like we did a bunch of tours with like good charlotte and like we were kind of like we were kind of like in that existed in that kind of like warp tour kind of like teeny world but that was so big at that time yeah yeah for sure so then from there i I, we were we were playing South by Southwest once, and drummers are always are like highly in demand, especially like because their drummers are always have like a reputation for or being universal. Having, also, what's that? Are like drummers considered universal? Like you can hop around from band. I to mean, band or drummers do, but it's more like drummers are like a lot of times like kind of unreliable because they're just like always have one foot out the door, sort of you know, because they're like I could be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like. Um, so then at South by Southwest, I met Santi, Santi Gold. Yeah. And she was like, oh, when I, she had, she was just, it was just her singing at that time. She didn't have a band. Did you already have trouble before that? No, I met both of them that night. Actually, the same night, it was at, actually, ironically, it was a nylon party with uh, like Young Love. Yeah, it was Young Love, Steve Aoki, DJ, um, Santi, and Trouble Andrew played, and Spank Rock. Dude, so that's I met, insane. I met, I met all of them that night, and they were all like, yo, we want you to be our drummer. And I was like, yo, am I like, I was like, yo, I'm down. But none of them had, Santi's record wasn't out yet. Yeah. Spank Rock, I was already a huge fan of his, because yeah, he had, like, that album, album was out, that he, his full length was out. And I was like, yo, 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 that shit was crazy. So, like, when I, so then I, so then, yeah, so then I kind of became part of that world like eventually young love's touring schedule slowed down a little bit um and then i joined well between there i joined this band hearts revolution which is like a girl and a guy named ben and layla and they had like this whole aesthetic where it was like this pink ice cream truck that she had made Mm -hmm. and it was like very like tumblr at the time you know but it wasn't trying to be and the music that the music that they were making was super like, because as a drummer, I was like, I'm not doing anything unless I really love it, or at this point, unless it's making me money. Respect. And then like, I loved it. It wasn't about the money for that. So like, I I listened to the record and I was like, this is amazing. Like, it was a whole lifestyle and it was like this electro punk like Riot Girl thing. It was like during the time when like Justice was big. So it kind of we played Ooh. we were we put out uh, records on Kitsune. And oh, the, the guy from Kitsune Jildes was actually like, like you know that French thing is very like yeah like like he he was Ed actually records yeah so like we would play that we would play shows with those those guys we would spend a lot of time in Paris and the fucked up thing about this is like this was um, right when Hype Machine came out yeah so the reason I joined the band was they they're like we're getting booked for shows all over the world we've never played a show before yeah all based on their blog presence yeah and because hype machine just yeah like, like no record out yeah no major label just hey uh here's eight thousand dollars ten thousand dollars can you come play in berlin Stew. and so they're like we got to do this we got to put like they had no 
they were making like bedroom they recorded in their bedroom like, yeah they bed, were, bedroom they, electro yeah it wasn't like they didn't really like it so it kind of all came really quick and like because that whole like blo- like blogs are reposting it and then the demand was up it wasn't there was no spotify it wasn't like how many plays how many likes or mm-hmm. no instagram like yeah so it was just was, people genuinely appreciating music. genuinely pre- yeah. they were like we I love mean, this music I so much it was one of my favorite applications yeah. they were like, like we, yeah i was finding like it was soundcloud before soundcloud in a way yeah and, and like and it was handpicked for like everyone's taste at that time before it got like how it is now. It's like there's all kinds of shit. But yeah, but then it was like you could go there and see it was just like that type of music. And we were like in the top tier of that. I actually had the app like when it was like free for a long time and I could like listen to like no ads on there and just listen oh, wow. to brand new music all the time. I didn't even know they had an app. They did and I feel like they didn't capitalize yeah. on it or like push it properly because they really could I mean, they they before Spotify. Yeah. They had they were streaming. Right. And they were sourcing like brand new music. Like yeah. They had the formula. Well, you could just, also just like download from those blogs. Exactly. Yeah. I used to be on um, what's what's a hot new hip hop which I don't even check anymore, but like they'd have like the new J Cole song. Or yeah. And this is like 2012 or now. And that quality was a yeah. lot better than what you get now from just like if you find a song anywhere else. Because like yeah. at least it's the whole now. file was up. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what that was a, another funny. You just like grab the song right there, like just download it from the blog. Man, that was not good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's like when artists were just like. I mean, in retro, it's a better deal than what Spotify is now for an artist. For real? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're getting a ten thousand dollars show off of your yeah. song popping slightly. Versus like a hundred dollar check a year. Yeah. yeah, like so. Yeah, so that was so that was like so the the thing about like my career is that like it spans through all of these different times in like in the culture, like mm-hmm. in underground culture and like mainstream culture, because you know the mainstream always reaches to the underground. So it's like so then I started playing with Santi Gold when she was ready to tour. Um, kind of left Hearts Revolution to do that just because Santi had a, a more... Her, uh, her sounds incredible. Yeah, but she had like a, her tour schedule. I was like, my, my main thing was I can't be home. Like I'm made to be on tour. So if I'm not doing something that makes me gone all the time, then I can't do it. Yeah. So like I need to be on the road and I was just like built to be on the road in a different city every night, seeing different people every night. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine being in the same place, waking up, seeing the same things mm-hmm. multiple days now in a row. I'll tell you though. So, like, that's why I just had to keep it moving. So, I played with Santi. We toured, like, her tours. Of, like, the first tour we did was with Coldplay. And it was, like, arenas. We played, wow. like, Chicago Bulls, like... Um, United, you know, United Arena. Yeah, like, every... It was an arena tour with Coldplay. Like, we were... We opened, like, we played, and then Coldplay was on next. Yeah, that, And it was, like, really fucked up, because, like, me... I remember... Because we were all, like... This was, like, our first time, obviously, being in that situation. And like me and the bass player would be like, yo, like, how are people gonna see us? How are they gonna know that we were in the band? Because <laughs> yeah. it was just so many people there. Yeah. And we'd be like, we would, cause, and we had to wear like these, this stuff. So we would do like the extra moves to like try to like yeah. take, oh, you, you need help with that guitar? Like, yeah. <laughs> but it was like playing shows on that level. It's just like you don't even see. Yeah, it's like you pitch black. I mean, yeah, I, you don't I, have I that connection. Performing, like, spaces. For, yeah. Uh, I started doing the Nutcracker when I was like, like nine and like at the you know the kentucky center for the arts yeah you're like there and there's five thousand people yeah you don't but see it, it. But it's completely black yeah you don't see them it's at weird. all you're just on a stage and you know there's five thousand people just 
looking at you for an hour. Yeah. But you can't but, see him. Yeah, it's like there's this filter on it. Yeah, so like I did that. Um, at the same time, I was playing, uh, and I was like partying hard this whole time. I was oh, yeah. going in. Like oh, you were young. Yeah, and I and it was like it was cool because I was like, man, this is and people, you know, I was like the like I would, they you would see me everywhere. Like mm-hmm. if it was like this festival, if it was this, mm-hmm. I would see people I knew everywhere I went, like so in like, different parts of the world. And your like, network was getting crazy. Like, yeah, you had yeah. a phone. Your, your your contact list was huge. Yeah, and it was kind of similar, like that whole thing that I was saying about high school. Like I sat at all the lunch tables. It was kind of like that in a on a bigger yeah. level. Yeah, and like so then I started playing drums for like made like for Diplo because there was like that whole family of like Downtown Records, which Downtown signed all of the like cool like upcoming underground artists. Mm-hmm. They like they had Steve Aoki, they had Diplo, they had Santi. They had spank rock, like everyone in that. In that, they had Amanda I'm, I'm, Blank. I'm apologize. That's like my favorite era of music, right there. Oh yeah. Like oh, it was just so. It was just so like because it was right before everything got so like almost saturated in the yeah. sense, and people were or just like making controls. like you know what I mean. Yeah, it, and then it's like control. a copy of a copy of a copy. You know, it yeah. just and and you couldn't see like oh he has 2000 like summer like this. Yeah, exactly. It was just like nah, this just sounds sick, and it was coming. It was so like diverse. Yeah, Cassanti was almost like hip hop, but then like indie. But then also the marketing yeah. firms were picking up on all that music too, and they were just like oh shit, this is fire. Like let's yeah, throw, like, like let's throw this in. Let's yeah, play they're all this. taking like all the major like everybody's taking notes the whole time like mm-hmm. that this is happening, and it's like. So then they can like go and like manufacture those sounds that were made by yeah. Um, but so they would like so I played drums at the first like few major laser shows, and Diplo. It was back then. It was Diplo and Switch. Yeah. Only. Yeah. And um, and that was cool to like to be a part of that and to see how how what's That's happening evolved. what he's doing now. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, and it's still like I you know I was partying hard the whole time drinking whatever like going on yeah yeah but like understandably yeah yeah but it wasn't like everything's free yeah it wasn't like a hindrance or anything it was just i was having fun you know what i mean like going to winter music conference or art basil in miami and just like we would be in mark ronson's room and mark ronson would be like yo um I gotta, I gotta catch this flight. You wanna keep the room for an extra night and like, shit like that. You yeah, know? and you just like, like in the fountain blue. Yeah, and we're just like that. we're going off like, and it was that was like those experiences are things that like, if I die tomorrow, like I live like the, Man. the heaviest like yeah. the best yeah. life you could. Yeah. So like, um, so to get into like, when all of that stuff calmed down, like I started DJing. Uh, actually, the way I started DJing was there was a Young Love after party, mm-hmm. and Dan Keys didn't know how to DJ, and he's like, "Hey man, can you play with me? Like, can we do, like DJ or whatever?" And I was using two iPods because I didn't. I didn't <laughs> that's, that's basically how we DJ. how long ago. I, it was so long ago. Yeah. I hadn't even had my first computer yet. Yeah, I didn't own a. Com- I didn't have a laptop, a laptop yet. I make yeah. So I would play from two iPods. Dude, that's and turn the volume down. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I can imagine it's click wheel like. Like the fucked up thing is like in retrospect, sometimes I'm like man, I was like way better of a DJ then. Like just being able to be man. like hear like what song should come next I'm, after this. I'm, it, people don't get it like just I'm like from on a basic like. Yeah, or, organic like, level. You, like, your 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 brain would just go and like, all right, all right, bro. this is this is ready. Yeah, it wasn't like scrolling through BPMs and seeing what song is, and 
seeing what key is. Well, you, you actually, had to, you actually yeah. had to think about it. Like, yeah, it was like, like this song. Like, like, yeah, like this song has that Which intro. Which is almost like vinyl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so. Yeah, how is it different from vinyl? So it's funny because my mama. It's weird, man. DJing, I feel connected to it because I can be smacked off my ass. Yeah. But I just, I, I almost like do it better if I'm drunk. And I, yeah. so I'm, it's like Christmas and my mama, I'm dragging my family. She's like, I'm like uh, you got a gig, but I was like, yeah. She's like, you gonna be fine. I was like, this is, I'm activating. <laughs> yeah. like, I, like, and I had to chill because like, we like, you should worry about me if I'm not drinking. You know what I mean? Like, I had, we had, I had like four gigs one time in a week and I was just smacked off my ass and went like, I got dehydrated. So I call, I'm like, my mom, feel, I feel like shit. Well, I didn't say that because I can't curse to her. But yeah. she was just like, drink some water, go to sleep. You've been drinking too much. I was like, word. So that's, that's fucking hilarious because we definitely used to trap off the fucking phones too. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, phones, no. multiple laptops. I mean, this is like we had YouTube, to Apple YouTube, Music, to Hype Machine. Like, I was yeah. definitely running Hype Machine wow. as, as like DJing through a Hype Machine. So, because like, you know, if you have YouTube open, like, it won't play another YouTube. Yeah. So, like, I would have a different tab. With like you know, another service. there was a thing that I used to use at like after parties. If it'd be like after the club closes and like we want music, there was a website. It might still be up called Two YouTubes and a Crossfader. <laughs> yeah, so you can cross. That's it's like hard. on your screen. There's a crossfader. Nah, I would I would have physically have to do it within the within the YouTube song. Yeah, yeah. Like and like like have the, the literally windows have open. the windows open yeah. and then like. Do the, <laughs> That's actually hard. Yeah. I wish I, I wish we would have known about that. Two yeah. YouTube's. Yeah, it oh, might be. It, it might still be up. You should check it. But um, see, we, we're getting the deep web uh, history. We got B F, book your own, book your own life, fucking life. Yeah, and two YouTube so far. <laughs> but yeah, so so then I started DJing, and then kind of like the touring, the tour schedule kind of like calmed down. And the worst part about touring, especially as like, if you're not like the main member of the band because mm. you're not getting those like royalty checks you're just yeah. getting you're you're only getting paid when you play live I mean, yeah and you're not like on a retainer so you have to like actually figure out how you're going to make money when you're yeah. not on tour that's yeah. why i always had to stay on tour because i was like i'm not getting a job like that's not an option for me. so you never got a job when you're in new york uh for the very beginning like before young love started touring i like delivered flowers okay oh, that's, that's dope though. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah that's cool foot. But it was like only a couple times. But yeah, I, I can say that that was like the only job that I had that was like a job job. But, that, but that, it wasn't even really a job. That's not you working in some shitty kitchen or something like that. Like, no, I never fire. did that. That's and I'm, I'm like, so yeah, so like just, so I was like, man, so I'm just going to like, I, so I started young, during the Young Love Tour when we were touring, I was doing like the after parties that same way with two iPods. I was DJing those after parties with Dan next to me and stuff. And then that kind of like, when I came back to to New York, then I was like, "No, I can DJ now." Like, Man, and did, so then uh, like Jesse and, and Designer Drugs were they here yet? At the... Well, yeah, Designer Drug uh, Michael was here that whole time, and he he actually like did a Hearts Revolution remix. I think I, that's how I know him is from from yeah from that. Um, Cause that was, you know, that was the blog era. Yeah, so like the electros, everyone, yeah, like, like so that, and they have that whole like weird yeah, documentary. Yeah, and like, we were the Hearts Revolution was the band that like you would book if app. you yeah there, if you wanted a live band that felt like a DJ that was like had that oh. electro electro feel like Fire. like we so we would like play like Steve Aoki's like Banana Split or like the Cinespace parties in L.A. and like all those things, and it was kind of like. At the same time, it was like Crystal Castles were out, so it yeah. was kind of like us and Crystal Castles were that like that, that electro, that yeah. Um, we actually Hearts Revolution the first like the first Hearts Revolution release 
was a split seven inch with Crystal Castle. Oh shit! On glow in the dark vinyl. That's fire. Yeah, Dude, it's like impossible awesome. to find. That's legendary. I don't even have this shit. But. So all this stuff is happening. How how are the homies back home reacting? Like, when you tell them about, or are they? Do they even know? Well, I'm gonna say, do they even get it? Because oh, like, it, it like was like, like a, if you know, you know. Because like, I mean, yeah. Well, you may. That, well, they. The thing is, like, for me, or I was always they, the one that was like, yo, let's keep going. Like, yeah. let's, let's have a party at our house tonight. Let's yeah. do this. Let's do that. Like, oh, like, let's have a party in our backyard. Let's, let's just invite people Man. over. Yeah. That was always me. Man. So I can tell that, like, when I left, it and probably down. felt like there was, like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I was always, like, you were, like I, I was, was the devil on everyone's shoulder. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's drink at our house all night yeah. and then go to the bar for the last call and then bring those people to our house man <laughs> you know what i mean it's just smart so yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> really what we we actually push that but then we usually just pass out yeah so i was like i was like that guy and like so when i moved it wasn't like i don't think they were, i don't think anyone anyone was like really shocked that i left yeah you know like i just like kept i just i just moved my party it was weird because like it's because you moved but i think that right after that that void because this is like 2006 i mean that's right when uh, Alex and Aaron started throwing those underground. Yeah, right. well, you know the the last thing that I ever did in Louisville, which was like what I call my first official DJ set. Well, we did a um, on Clay. I don't know. The, yeah, this the compound be, or the uh, it was like on Clay Street. Yeah, Clay and Main Street. Clay yeah, Street. like in yeah. town. Like we did this party Damn. called the Red and Black Party, and it was like the the like so Kevin Ratterman owned it, and yeah. I think like some other dudes. Uh, I think it was Deuce Lear. Oh, it was like um, this dude Jesse. They had something to do with like the milk fact, like you know the milk factory over there. Yeah, something. So anyway, they were moving out. They were moving out, and like they're like, well, let's just like they let us literally like throw like a demolition party. So we just like threw the party. (laughs) Like the police. I think the police came at some point, but it wasn't like they didn't like ruin the party. They shut it down. Yeah, and it was just like a fucking like actual warehouse party. Yeah, and like and Aaron and uh, Alex. Yeah, they were they DJ. They brought their I think I don't know if there were CDJs back then. I think they were using like the old CDJs. Yeah, eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, or something. Um, yeah. So that was like my first experience of like playing a song and then seeing how someone was going to respond to it. That was before, that was before the young love thing. Wow. Well, it's so. dope for like, uh, Sneed and them is because like, those guys don't work with the jobs either. They're still yeah, DJing and they own wonder, their own business. Yeah. I always wonder like if I, if I would have, be able to exist the way that I do here in Louisville off of a DJ, off of, a DJ, it's tough. but there's like, but it's like, but like, it's also like the, the guy. There. It's also like you would have the space, and the space would cost well this significantly pl- yeah, cheaper. This place is three thousand dollars a month. Jeez. This would be like when I lived in Louisville. <clears throat> yeah, twelve hundred, if that. Like when, yeah. when I lived in Louisville, we had a five bedroom house on Grinstead in the Highlands, nine hundred a month. Which yeah, is, and that's still a thing. Yeah, that's crazy. And Fuck it's like, it, like I realized at a certain point I can't compare rent prices because no, I'll just go no. crazy. You'll just be like pissed off. Yeah, but I mean, like Sneeds, he's he's about to open up a bar now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. So like now, yeah. like you probably be like on some like, which I mean, you're doing ownership now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you'd probably be doing the same shit. Like I mean, I think I it's think, just different avenues, but like it, I think your mind would still like work the same. It's just I mean, I feel like you would still be on the road all the time. Yeah, I mean it's it's weird it's weird to think about and it's and it's like um 
that's the thing. Like what I was saying about Dan Keyes is like he's fucking responsible for my entire life after Louisville. Shout out to So Dan. like <clears throat> I wouldn't know my wife. I wouldn't have my Damn. son. Damn. Like you know, like just yeah. to, when I think about that shit when so like when he came up to me and was like, I met you somewhere before, it was almost like he knew what, no, what was happening. Man, that's scary. On some Watchmen shit. Yeah, and I was like, man. dude, how did you like Dr. he Manhattan. really like I was thinking about that earlier on some Dr. Manhattan, like who he was when you said it was gonna come back around, I was like, yo, he's gonna bring it back. Yeah, yeah. so like he like when I see him, I like I can never give him as much love as you would want yeah, to. Yeah, because it's like I literally wouldn't have anything that I have if it wasn't for him moving, bringing me here. And yeah. like that random time that I met him and he insisted that he knew me from somewhere. That's fucked up. And the same thing with him, I mean, he was like, just one day he's like, yo, you want to start doing music? And I was like, word. Yeah, and it was weird because I was always Why'd pretty... you single me out? Well, not even, I, I think he probably was asking everybody. I don't know. No, you, I mean, you you showed us love on the, the yeah. Create That Carnal Bird video because we were making Shout that, YouTube Jordan. videos. Yeah. And so the fact he was just like, hey, um, I really like you guys are like doing videos, songs, like everything. And he was like, so like, how did you guys? He was so intrigued. Yeah. And I was like, just come over. Right. You know? So like, yeah, he was like, um, I know he asked me to come through, and I mean, you know, I, I never stopped after that. And then, but now it's like you start off as a musician, and you kind of become just the full creative. Oh yeah, because there's so many, especially now. You have to, you have to, um, you have to do everything. And it's weird. It's weird. It's kind of like, but you got it's. If you grew up with it, with that, then it's cool. But if you didn't, like, people really like struggle. Yeah, it's a fucked up thing. It's not. It's everyone, like it, it, it fucks some people's minds. Yeah, not everyone like, is a oh, content wait, creator. Yeah, this, like, this, that, and that, and like you can do. You everything. have to like if you're gonna be a if you're a new band, you got to be active on Instagram. You got to like self sufficient. You have to yeah, you have to be like this self contained unit of like unless you're industry a full yeah, and like you know what would Kurt where would what would Kurt Cobain be if he was forced to like have to make like like post selfies and shit in yeah. order for, and get likes in order for like I feel like I, where would he probably need a dopamine a, boost? But <laughs> yeah, like when we have a Basquiat, like where would the weirdos that like are like kind of like introvert people yeah. that live in the shadows like where do where would they exist in this world that they have to exist in now yeah. which makes me think that there's so many like so many great artists that we're just not seeing because they can't exist in that in that realm of like having to sell yourself on that level well, having to be a whole business yeah 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 and it's like you know <laughs> some i think that was recently they had the old lady that they found all her like film camera rolls and like they're like, oh, this is like the most amazing photographer ever. But oh, like, she's just like, you think of, and like, she was just, you know, doing her own little thing with her, her, her camera. Yeah. And like, you know, was obviously not printing anything, but just had all these photos. Right. But like, you think, okay, one lady was like this. There oh, has yeah. to be billions of like, yeah, or like exactly. millions of these pockets of, totally. of, of unseen, unearthed like art yeah. or culture or whatever else you would want to call it. Yeah. And then you think about like, it's just, you know, it's happening with the artists are getting younger and younger, which is like, which is cool. Like the thing that fucks me up the most is like a, a group like Disclosure. They were, they were like 17. Yeah. I mean, when they came, yeah, when they like popped off, they were like not even 21 yet. And it makes me think like, okay, where are their, what are their influences? And like, how, so like even 
you first you have to like gain your in you have your influences and then you learn yeah. how to make the music. Yeah. So that that seems like it would take at least five years it's at the minimum. Faster, which means they would have started exactly. when they were like fifteen or like thirteen or some shit, which is what crazy. What do you think about so your son's six? Yeah. He's already learned how to code. Yeah. At ten years old, this man can make a website. Yeah, yeah. Or probably he could probably make one now. So that's why I'm saying oh, yeah. like you know, I'm giving him like four years of just like really mastering that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what I mean? And then my even my little brother, like, one day he hits me, he's like, Yo, Dominic, you know uh Demon Days by the Gorillas? I'm like <laughs> Spotify. I'm like, bro, yeah. how are you? he's like, Oh yo, I didn't know Pharrell made music before happy. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> Oh wow. And he's just in my mind for the first time and I'm just like Wow. What? Like not even wow. Not even nerd. So then, like, yeah. and, and then he got in there. I was like, yo, man, you know what else you need to listen to? Yeah. So, well, see, that makes me, that gives me hope that, like, because my biggest fear is that the new new generations won't know anything about the past. Nah. Like, that, they, that they'll kind of just, like, only know what's on the surface, what the algorithm's giving them. Because when you listen, like, if you put in, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, that's what I actually was talking about this other day. I was like, say somebody only listens whatever's in their algorithm. They listen if they ever listen to one song and then like the rest of the yeah. their music is chosen for them. They're yeah. like in this echo chamber or exactly. circle of like of suck. Like if you type in Rage Against the Machine and put on like Rage Against the Machine radio, they're not gonna put on like refused or like all of the hardcore bands that, or even just like that, bmx yeah like, <laughs> some random yeah. out of the blue like, like yeah no, I feel you. it's like if i put in if i listen to tool radio i'm getting like all this new metal that but, like that's not really like the vibe but it's like yeah. that's what they it's like you're having someone at the very surface level like but i think there's what, like some breaks in that like you know if i make a playlist and put that shit on spotify and somebody's like tapping into yeah. my playlist or if i yeah i mean i, for I don't sure. think it's as, i'm talking like, more from like a artist perspective yeah. but like for your community yeah you can build yeah, that you can people, build that people literally like go yeah. in and like look at but that's not what that's not what the app that's not, not what the the, that's not what it's it's not built for that it's like yeah. this is what you're gonna listen to and this is what is similar to that so i don't know i think there's so much obsession with just like even just like the 90s, I mean, even like us, like going back to like point and shoots. Yeah. And just like all oh, this stuff just looks so cool. And yeah. I mean, my brother, he just got like him a little point and shoot off the internet and now he's shooting photos of his friends. So, Dope. I don't, I mean, I know his generation, like even like they'll come around me, they're all 17, eight years old, 18 years old, and they'll be like quoting Nas songs. I'm just like, bro, what are y'all <laughs> doing listening to this? Like, I, it, it it actually confused me because I'm just like, y'all ain't just listening to like little Uzi Bird or nothing. Like, yeah, because you think that that's what it is. That's what then, I would assume. But it then is, we but will be around me. like dudes that just listen to like little Uzi Bird. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, like, and, like, and you find these, there's are obviously the pockets, but there always have yeah. been like right. the, the, the whack crowd. Yeah, like, yeah. That's. I will say that I think the, young, the younger generation in Louisville is different. And I mean, we're noticing it because. I think it's the same. It's just they're, they're like. Almost exponentially increasing. In yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like, well, that, that's what I've noticed is like when I left, it was at that. It, it was fell down. Yeah, it was a slump. That is like that. There's like a catalyst of like. A few yeah, it was. A, it, was like, it was at a dip, and we were like, like us, like my band Christensen and like the other band, like Emmanuel dudes. They were like younger than us, but that was kind of. They were kind of on the same like wave crazy as brass smackers. Yeah, I remember that band. Yeah, I remember like my brother like brought their shit up their CD home or whatever. Yeah, and that I was like listening to it, and they had the coolest logo of like the skull with the the brass horns. <laughs> oh yeah, like I as a cross because I was like it reminded me of like Jackass and, and like. Oh yeah. But like it was the whole like weird ska shit going yeah. on, and then I was like I was like 
probably like nine years old and I was like, damn, I wish I could go to a show. Like this is like <laughs> Yeah. You know, but for cool. us it was like we were a party, like a party band. Like we didn't really tour to play music, we toured to party. Yeah, but we happen oh, to man. be playing music. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> like, party. Yeah, yeah, like that's what it was like. like. So then when we came home, started off as too. Yeah, so then when we came home, it was kind of like, where's the party? Yeah, and like I knew that there were, I knew that there were other places that that were a constant party because I was touring those places, and I was like seeing them. And then when I came to Louisville, I was like, man. And it wasn't until like that. I remember, like, I left New York, or I left, for, I moved to New York, and then my first time coming home, um, Aaron and the, and Aaron and Alex were had just started doing, like, these warehouse parties on, what is it, was it, it was Main Street? Clay. It was Main Clay, yeah, Main. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, we're talking about a different spot. Different that was the leader spot where they were doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other spot was on the other side, like, Broadway, Broadway. Oh, Broadway. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I DJ there. I was like, okay, Louisville is back, and yeah. I've never seen this. This, yeah. this oh, they had the porta potty. But people I were coming in. from people were coming from like Glasgow, and like there people were coming from. It, yeah. I don't feel like it was just Louisville. I think if people were coming there to party or to to be to yeah. experience that. But now I can tell that it's like the college kids are starting to like venture are starting to like yeah are starting to like um, embrace like create that nightlife aspect of Louisville, which was never really there before outside of like, well, like Phoenix Hill or some shit like yeah. that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I think it's, it's weird because it's like a, it's a weird melting pot of like, you know, we, we always feel like there's no uh, uh, identity. Everybody's like, oh, are you guys Southern? Are you Midwestern? Are yeah. you East Coast? What, what the fuck are y'all? And then we're right. like, so we have all these ideas and. Um, but it's cool because, it, but it's not, because it's not like, this whack version of a party like it's like yeah. when i go there when i go to like i don't know if it's still like that but when i would go to like nowhere bar i felt like i was in new york yeah. like it was as diverse as any place would be and the cool thing the the thing that trips my wife out um about louisville when we go back is how di- how diverse it is it's diverse but in a different way than new york because it's like they're like new york is like classes you know, like if you yeah. see a if you see a black dude on like the street, I still I won't be able to get into a bar because like I'm not rich enough type shit. Yeah, but in Louisville, everyone. Yeah, in Louisville, black people and white people are broke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you don't yeah. really see that here. <laughs> yeah. Like you you can tell like here it's like oh he's like is alternative so he he's like fits in this category but like it's like when you go to Louisville it's everybody's on the same level like mm-hmm. here there's like so many inequality like from the housing. The way the housing works here, it's just like it's it's hard for everybody. Man, it's a big city, and yeah. it's got all the pro teams and businesses here. Like, yeah. it was such like a yeah, almost kind of a plain Jane city, which yeah. is kind of it's it's weird because I like where Logan's going, and I kind of felt stagnant too recently or whatnot. It's like I was like, man, I might have to move and get. Out. I was like, because there's just nothing going on, and then we go on a tour, and then like we're also just like kind of just bringing culture to the city or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, Louisville. Uh, I feel like it's in a good place now because you can say, "Hey, I want to DJ." Yeah, and you can go fucking yo, DJ, and, and that's make money good because there would be nights when I would be like, "Yo, how is there nothing happening in this city?" Yeah. When I live there, I'm like, "How is that? How how is it that I can't go somewhere?" Yeah, and like just have there's like, literally there's no like almost there. every night now, and, and like all these. Podcasts. I was like pushing it to the to the and end, like ringing the four a.m. ringing the rag dry, yeah, like just trying know. to like have fun in in my town, and like it wasn't happening. That's like, 
most of the reason why I had to move to New York because exactly. then it was just like for that period, um, like move like from New York and especially like later on like my DJ stuff like throwing parties in New York and just like throwing after after hours parties in New York being not literally like not waking up until midnight. Jesus, because I was because that was that that was a lifestyle that I had. Yeah. I probably met you when I was seventeen in New York. This was like oh yeah 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 definitely. 2010, yep. Because that was like the first time I came up here and I was just like, it was rowdy. Break and I yeah. was like, came up and just kicked it with anybody that like I semi knew or like talked to on the internet. And Stan was like, Damn, oh, you were coming here that young? Yeah. That's crazy. So like, I was just like, because I was like going to look for schools and I definitely, my parents wouldn't be able to afford that shit. But I was like, all right, I'm going to go look at like FIT and I like, I didn't even, yeah. I like did the tour. But I already had a clothing line at the time and like, I'm like on this tour and they're like, Oh, you have a clothing line? Like, what the hell? Like, you're 17. Like, you already have, like, yeah. Like, you're already popping on the internet. Like, I'm shipping shit to Australia, to right. Japan. Like, they're like, why are you even, like, trying to go to school? Yeah, that's and then I, like, that's, I realized that I was like, everybody here is, like, completely <laughs> clueless. Yeah. No, they were, like, clueless. Oh. Of like what they were gonna do, like they were gonna go to the school in New York to like find out that they were well, gonna that's be school in general. Like. But like, I mean, and it was that but time like, too. It was like then I decided I was like I'm not even gonna submit a portfolio because I knew I was better than everybody. Like in, in this tour, like yeah. I was like, well, that's the thing is like if you're doing something, like, I mean it can be argued, but like for me, I toured the world before I was even 20 years old. Man, but and like because I didn't go to college. Yeah. What if I went to college? And actually was like, you know, in well, college, n- learning about the shit that like, you know. What I mean? and, yeah. I, and I, I remember. Um, five minutes? Honestly, we're about to wrap Where else be finished? Um, <laughs> but I'm. What? Scare? E. There's an E at the end. Got it. Is there an E? S C A R E. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's crazy because, like, uh, dude, people like Bascot, they weren't going to college and learning what they were doing. They were just doing it. Yeah. And, like, I remember, like, dropping out of school and having to tell my mom, I was like, Man, I'm just trying to be happy. Right. You know, you have these dreams of being the biggest rapper in Bosley Ball. And I said this in the past podcast. I was like, man, I just want to be happy with what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, when I come here, I see that you're making money off your art, providing, you know, a home in New York, your son, your wife, y'all doing your thing, man. Like, that's beautiful and that's inspirational. And that's why I was like, man, how were people reacting back home when you were doing all this stuff? Because Louisville is crazy. Like, looking at palm trees for me trips me out when I go to Miami. Right, coming here into these large buildings and seeing all these like weird looking people trips me out. And yeah. just being like, okay, like I'm not the weird person here. Like, yeah. I'm actually just a regular human being here. Like, I'm right. not picked out for anything that I'm doing. You know, so yeah. But then people still like look at us and be like, "Yo, y'all." We have like, been like weirdly <laughs> standing out. Still, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like, people will just be like, "Hey, like this dude." We were literally in Brooklyn, and a guy 
Out his window down, yells out, I love that yin yang. He said, Yo, I see y'all. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking a photo of the back of his jacket because he has our logo or just like the yin and yang. We use yin and yang and he drew a ah. We use the yin and yang and he drew a flower around it and that's just kind of like the 2026 well, logo. It, yeah. That logo kind of developed out of like. I'm say it's right there on the head actually. But it it was a, actually oh, my right. paint palette. So I scanned the paint palette that was like a watercolor paint palette and had yeah. like the little, it basically looked like a flower, oh, like right. more comic flower and it had the two dips and I kind of like had white and black paint in it oh, and right. I made that and once I scanned it and then I like remade the logo into this. So like I'm just taking a picture of this and he's like yo I see y'all the yin and yang and I mean literally black and white and, you know just like oh, yeah. kind of just represents our relationship and, right. and, and just what we who we are yeah and so it's no, just, people it's recognize funny. that stuff no matter what like if you feel it people recognize that energy we were in Miami in the art district and like so like I'm in nothing 2026 right now. I got an avenue on those shot to coop. But um I'm just like if we're doing like a gig or something like that, or if we're like trying to like be somewhere, like I'm just like, all right, let me just wear all of our stuff. And people are like, yo, man, like we walk into the babe store, homies like, yo, bro, like trying to buy the house. Did y'all right do that? And I'm just like, yo, word. And then like even last night it was funny, like this bartender, he's just like, Man, like, so a lot of our Louisville homies came to see our CSDJ. And I told the the guy, Rico, shout out Rick808 for setting it up for us. I was like, yo, man, like, I know this is probably regular for you. I was like, but this is, like, a big deal for me, man. Like, this is my first New York City. Like, this yeah. is sick. You know what I mean? And, like, my homies came out and everything. And, no, that's and official. Kinfolk is official. And he was like, um, and so we're talking to Sparks, and he's like, man, like, y'all remind me. Like, he's like, he's like, this, this makes me um, think about my friends down in Orlando, like where he's from. Yeah. He's just like kind of getting like connecting yeah. and like real with us. He's like, man, it's like, bro, like, like he was like, bro, I don't even have Instagram, but like he had an Instagram and it just had like 68 followers. And yeah. He only followed 68 people. He's like, but I will follow y'all. Like, yeah. like I will fuck with y'all. Yeah. Like, because like, I really love what y'all do. Like, yeah. off top. And that's I, the thing about New York is that like it's it's very authentic. Yeah. Like, people tell you if you're bullshit. But oh if, yeah, and then they at the same time they'll give you props like when it's when it, you know. What I literally said that I was like, "Yo, people either they gonna tell you the real." Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So, and I mean, recently I've just been so cool with myself. I'm like, "Fuck it, man! I, I have to be this person." Yeah. If I have to be this person, let me be to the fullest. So, yeah. Nah, that's crazy, man. Speaking of them calling you out, like I remember, like I, it may have been like my first actual New York club like DJ set. Mm-hmm. Two iPods still. but i I felt like you know i still felt like i was like a little had a little bit of experience just because i'm a musician and i kind of have i know how to make transitions especially as a drummer like the way that dj is very like it's like i play one long song matching like Mm -hmm. the drum beat to drum beat like so it's like kind of seamless in that way now but then you know it's two ipods so it's probably a little rough but I was still doing kind of like the quick changeover thing because oh, that's what I saw DJs doing. Yeah, and I'll never forget I was DJing at Home Sweet Home and these dudes straight up like clowned me when I I cut off uh, Biggie's verse. Oh, on more money, more problems. In New York. Oh, and they were like, "What?" And I'll I'll never do it again. Yeah, like, ever again. But I was like so glad that I learned that in my first yeah. DJ day, that I got clowned. Like I think they actually booed me. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn the boo! But that's you know that's the, those kind of things. Though. Yeah, it's yeah, those kind of things that make you realize like, okay, this is like even though it seems fun, like people take this shit seriously. Which is, I mean, like, dude, my uncle shitted on me when I first started doing. Me. He ain't shit on me, but he would. We were in a group, 
And he'd be like, oh, yeah, your boy sounds good. I'm like, yo, what about me? I mean, uh, you like, come <laughs> yeah. on, dude. Like, yeah, you know, that's like, what, that's, I got cousins like that that I actually, like, probably, if he wasn't my cousin, I would just be like, I don't like this dude. No. Like, <laughs> no, literally, like, I mean, uh, <laughs> literally, like, that's exactly how I'm like, yo, like, fuck, just like, awesome, like, I'm, I'm all about just like critiques and stuff. But then like when you just kind of like, it was just kind of a sunning to me. And I was like, yeah. come on, bro. Yeah. Like, don't do that shit. Yeah, but do you have any encouraging words for just creatives in their small towns and their big cities? Like, whatever. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I'm from Kentucky. Man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man. I think the thing is like, like for me, I, I like I, the older I get, like it's my birthday, so I always do that retrospect. Yeah, retrospective, like what moves was I making that got me here? Like what, what if I would have made this move? And then like there was not, it was never really like that calculated, but I just like made sure that I stayed on a certain path. Mm-hmm. Whether like, and it was always, always community based. Like it was always, it was or always yeah. equally about the people that I was that I was bringing with me or that I was with you know what I mean like we were all doing the same thing we were all kind of like taking our our own like applying what we did to whatever it was like even from like when we were in when I was in the hardcore band in Louisville we were like we were the band that like if you if you came to our van after the show we're playing like club music like we're listening to Biggie and we're listening like you know what I mean like we we, so like you have your yeah like you have your own like create your own world and let other people enter that. Don't try to be a part of something someone else's world. That's just what you guys are doing. Family, but you're, pre- but you're, and I keep telling Frank this, and he told me he's like Dominic, you always be. So I was like, I haven't. Yeah. I was like, you, you go through that struggle of being a black man, and yeah. just like you know your family. Like I come home with painted nails. Like my pops, I have a, I have a whole girlfriend. He sees me. What's so over there now? I'm like, fam, he's proof. Yeah. Like get right. over it, man. Yeah. And fucking, it's just like, I. Took me twenty seven years to just be like, if I gotta be me, do it to the fullest. And I'm yeah. realizing like, just not conceding or whatever. Like, just just be yourself. And like, that's that's so real yeah. that you say that. It sounds cliche, but it's just like the best thing you can do is like people people really gravitate towards like real, like organic like shit that they know is no real. matter what you're doing. Yeah, and it's like if you take somebody like like if you think about all of the people that are successful they all created their world like they you think about think about basquiat like you think about nirvana you think about um tyler the creator like cuddy kid cuddy they mm-hmm. all created this environment and they created like essentially like their own movie where they're the the main, the main part yeah and it's like and then people will enter you people want to see that movie yeah I've, you know i've actually like heard that metaphor before with uh when like Jack's manager was talking about him. He's like, yo, he just lives in his own movie right now. Oh, dude. No, nah, I've always. And that's the thing is like, also, like, when you are in your own movie, you're going to, pe- you're going to have, like, you're going to lose relationships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, girlfriends there's are going to, yeah, there's, there's drama. There's definitely drama along the way. It's like, but if you're trying to do what you're trying to do for you, like, you got to do it for you. Yeah. Like, I basically, like, you know, I dropped everything and moved to New York. Like, that's, mom my girl i was dating at the time like my best friends like the whole city that i knew like my little brother like everything that's crazy dude man well um 
Shout out to Prince Terrence. I'm literally like uh, I said, yeah. I've been wanting to meet you and just like have a real conversation. Yeah, and just right. tell you like this is fun. That night, it was just you chilling, but like it was a young black man in the crowd and being like, damn, he's doing that fucking thing. I'm trying <laughs> to be on my shit too. So <laughs> respect to you, man. Straight up. Do you up. have anything Thanks, you wanna man. plug for Oh yeah? yeah. Oh yeah. So we didn't even talk about Rare Form, but yeah, um, Rare Form. So Rare Form is like my new music project. Um it's just me. So it's kind of like I feel like it's a equally like an art project as like a music project. So it's very visual. The music is very chill, like almost trip hop turned down music sort of. Uh, very rhythm influenced. So um, I've released four songs, four singles on my own label uh, that I started over the summer. Uh, so I started a record label and magazine called Cell Vision. Word website is cell.vision so we cover like all the things that we've been talking about so we cover like all culturally relevant uh artists musicians everything mm -hmm. so that's kind of like we've created that world to where people can come in and like you'll see it's a whole aesthetic like you feel like you enter a different portal when you go to the site and so we have our own um record label too i started with this guy maddie safer who's the bass player from the rapture and he also currently plays in poolside he's a singer what? of poolside they're on tour right now in europe so uh it's just us two and like we are really like just like kind of a content machine for everything that's that we think is cool coming up yeah so, man that's dope yeah so okay. we're releasing records that we like we're releasing you know covering artists photographers visual artists um some think pieces up we did I need a, to write that piece for you too. yeah you do my favorite piece that we did was on these uh on these kids that I that I met when I was actually with Central Park with my son, mm -hmm. these dudes that fish in Central Park. There's like there's like there's like two black kids, and I was like, yo, and they caught this giant fish. I was like, I gotta do a story. That's on hard. Yeah, so it was like this whole culture for them. Like they yeah. have an Instagram. I'll send you an Instagram. All like they, they wear fish do like crazy. Yeah, but they're like they're like they throw it back. They're like twenty. Yes, yeah, catch and release in Central Park. So their whole lifestyle, like the same way that it was like music for us or like skateboarding, that's them. Fish. Fishing. That is fun. That's hilarious. Yes. You know, like in Kentucky, like all the girls get mad about like dudes like having profile pictures of them in the But like the fact that there's two black dudes in Central Park yeah. living Direct the Kentucky up. lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And that was <laughs> in the yeah. silkies. Yeah, exactly. And that was the that was the reason that I, I gravitated towards that, because I was like, this is like shit like that can bring the country or the world together when you Man. see that like uh like Common especially interest. being from kentucky yeah you realize that we have all these things in common like damn like you're fishing out there in central park like and that the and, like, and then, like yeah and then, fishing like, so og too like it's, yeah it's a thing so they have the whole it's a whole lifestyle they have like their instagram is called daily fishing and they just like post that's what they Dude, do that's dope like the same way that we have passion about like yeah. music or art like yeah. they fish and it's like they we follow them around for a day with this uh photographer kyle johnson who actually shot um jeff bezos for a time what and like so he's he's friends with our with our uh, web designer and he was like I, he jumped on it immediately to shoot it so those photos are amazing and we spent the day with him and it was all it was it was inspiring to see them also like they know all the ins and out bio like the biology like why is the water this color at in this area Dude, that's sick. you shake this tree berries come out and the fish come to the surface like <laughs> crazy stuff like 
Dude, that's dope. So we're trying to create, we're trying to, that's what we do with Cell. Like we're trying to um, create that kind of thing so that people can just like, there's something there for everybody. Just that's like, so fire. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you just bring a relatability to shit. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. Because um, I feel like there's a very, there's like, there's a void for like things that aren't mainstream. Like, yeah. You know, like you, can, you can't really go anywhere to like any sort of like digital publication and see something that you, that someone else isn't covering. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of what, what I've been working on recently. And then releasing a record. Um, I have a video coming out for Rare Form uh, this week. So. By the time this is out, the video will say, be out. Yeah, whenever, whenever we can, you know, we're on the road and shit. Yeah. Actually, should I guess I'll be home next week? Yeah. Like I say all the time, we're just spreading light on creativity. Thank you again so much. This was so sick, man. And uh, I'll be back in Louisville for a Derby. I think. Ooh, fire! Yeah. Man, we. I'm trying to set up something. I'm trying to set some wild shit up. I yeah, know. Let me know. I'll hop on. Straight up. Yeah. I will uh, peace you all. Uh, thank you for listening to the 2026 cast. Peace out.